from Television City in Hollywood. Welcome to episode 91 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. My name, of course, and as always, is Jason Bullitt. The man's the hour. Woo! Too sweet to be sour, Jack. And here it is, early November 2019. We're getting near the end of the year and the end of the decade. Pretty scary, isn't it? And speaking of end of the year traditions, I have a guest on this show who's been on here before. We can call her a return guest, if you will. Holly Sampson who was in Washington, D.C. when the hometown baseball team, the Washington Nationals, formerly the Montreal Expos, today's Expos de Montréal, won their first ever World Series. It also gave our nation's capital its first World Series title since 1924. If you can believe that, you can believe anything, my dear. She's going to be coming on the show in just a bit. Now, when I came up with the original plan for this episode i'm taking you behind the scenes here i was originally going to talk about misconnections and have that lead into autism and socializing but plans changed i texted holly about it sometime well not hold on reset i texted holly about having her come on the show or be a guest i should say oh boy thank you alternative lifestyle droopy haven't heard from you in ages so I was going to talk about, in this episode, you know, the struggles we have with friendship and socializing, we, those on the autism spectrum, but things came together and, you know, plans changed, that's, that's how it is, man. So Holly will be our return guest for this episode. We're going to have a little brief interview about all things NAS World Series. It was a brief interview as it was recorded last night. I'm recording this on the 5th of November, 2019. Election day in the United States. Local elections. Get out and vote if you haven't done so already. I did the early voting. I'll talk about that a bit later on. The night before I did the interview with Holly. And you'll hear that in just a bit. Now that I've got myself in a pretty deep hole, it's time to dig out with, it with my social media plugs. Finally, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. My civilian Instagram is Jason underscore 51838. And there's also the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page. That's a great place on the social media to find episodes. Despite what Mark Zuckerberg is doing. Sorry, I had to go there. I had myself quite a week and not for all the good reasons. It was all about misconnections with apologies. Actually, with no apologies to Craigslist. Now, Saturday before Halloween, I decided on a whim to make plans with Brandon Polcare because he, I found out he was going to Fall Festival. He was tagging me all of these posts on the event's Facebook page. So I said, all right, well, what time did you want to get together, son, Saturday? I said, all right, we'll get together around noon. So I left around 10 a.m. because I had all this other stuff that I wanted to do. Number one, it was National Prescription Drug Tank Back Day. Even though I didn't have any prescription, what I did was I took back this 10-year-old bottle of Phillips Caplets. Well, are they going to make oh, drugs of this? So <laughs> I went to the state police barracks in Clifton Park. They had the bin right in the foyer or reception area or something like that. And I dropped off in the little bin. Second of all, I went to the library, not to check out a book, but I found out that there's early voting now in New York State. And the local elections were coming up. And with me working to volunteering to come in today, 
I don't know if I was going to find time to go to the polls. I figured, well, I'll take advantage of early voting while it's there. So day one, I went to the local history room of the library, followed the signs in, casted my vote, did my patriotic and citizen duty, casted my votes. I'm not telling you who I voted for. It's local election, so it's going to be as dull as dishwater. And then I had to make a return purchase further down the road at the Ocean State job lot. And then it was off to Saratoga. Now, <laughs> these big events like Chowder Fest, the Flavor Feast, whatever. Saratoga is a year-round city. And it was packed downtown. I had a little trouble finding parking. I had to find a space. I was looking to find a space at this parking garage on the corner of Woodlawn Avenue and Church Street. And uh, my, my other plan was to go in the, the big multi-story parking garage further down the road but there had been some kind of incident where the police the ambulance it was some kind of ugly scene down the street so I was very lucky to find a spot when I did at the parking garage on Woodlawn Ave between Church and Walton and Brandon and I were going to meet at noon sorry for the sniffles here I shouldn't record this my dad's also sick as well but he said he was going to leave for work anyway personal stuff aside back to the lecture at hand uh, I, a DN brand, he said, hey, how about we meet at noon? I said, all right. And then I got the text, or the DM, I should say. And he said, hey, listen, I got a splitting headache. About 1 o'clock? I'm like, all right, we're good. So 1 o'clock comes, 1 o'clock goes, no word from Brandon. I walk around just checking out the scene, like, where is he? What am I supposed to do? I'm really like, I'm on a limb here, man. I'm like Brian Arakpo all of a sudden. However, Brandon finally did get back to me. He overslept his alarm. He had taken a nap because uh, he wasn't feeling too good. He described what he had was a splitting headache. So I'm like, all right, get better, bud. I'll see you when you get down here. And then about 2.30, he DMs me back and says, sorry, man, I overslept. I'm like, all right, well, can we get together another time? He says, sure. All right. So hopefully we will get together sometime soon. So I just went home. While I'm going to my brother-in-law's house, my sister wasn't there for some reason. So it was just my brother-in-law, my nephew, and his friend Trevor. Those two are thick as seas, boy, let me tell you. <laughs> Trevor, there was like a little Halloween party at the school that day. Uh, Hunter went as an army ranger for Halloween, in case you're wondering. Trevor went as the Grim Reaper. Oh boy, I'm glad Dad wasn't around for this. <laughs> oh boy, a little too close to home there, bub. And in case you're wondering, I had two different costumes for Halloween. I'll get to that right now. Now, the second misconnection was the night before Halloween at Franklin Alley Social Club. So that's why there's no Tales of Franklin Alley formal edition. And we said, well, we weren't going to meet last Wednesday for trivia. Things got busy. You say, well, let's do next week. All right, looking forward to it. I was going to go in costume. The previous Friday night at Franklin Alley Social Club in Talk House, there was a big Halloween bash. And the following morning, I saw the picture on social media. Heidi, Frank's wife, had dressed as Cher, Alicia Silverstone's character from the 1995 movie Clueless. And then later on, I saw that her best friend and a mutual friend of mine, Mackenzie, a mutual friend of ours, I should say, went as the late Brittany Murphy, R.I.P.'s character of Tia. I'm like, well, I got the idea. Well, I'm going to go as Brecken Meyer's character, Travis. So, I had the flannel shirt, got this little t-shirt from Stitch Fix, thank you Meg Carb if you're listening, got the 
25% or $25 credit, making a $34 t-shirt only worth $9. Great bargain if you can get it, and good quality stuff too, might I add, but enough. All right, free plug for Stitch Fix over. Let's get back to the store yet again. I had the flannel shirt, had the t-shirt, then I changed out of my slash for work and went into a pair of shorts. It was like a balmy 60 degrees out. That's uh, par for the course now for late October. Thank you, climate change. Trump has formally pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement. So I'm brief in the news segment there. Again, excuse me for the sniffles. I really shouldn't be doing this. I don't completely sound like crap, but I'm getting close there. It is that time of year. All right, well, too many tangents in this story, but the upshot of it was I was all set to go. I had come out just... Four minutes before I clocked out of work to go home for the night, and only to make it to Franklin Alley Social Club for trivia, the main contact person in this regard wound up having to pull out at the 11th hour, if not the last minute, because she had to work late. So I was bummed out. But she suggested, hey, why not go to FASC, check out the costumes? I'm like, all right, I was pretty dumb to do that. I'm 36 going on 37, I should know better. Turns out it was every bit the disappointment. I thought I had a team, I could sit in a team for one week, you know, try and alleviate the situation, make it a little better. Heidi was in another part of town. Actually, she was just down the street at a meeting. She would be back. Unfortunately, I left before that time, hung out with the front desk. My person was running the front desk, a woman named Victoria. Big shout out to you if you're listening. But after the first round, I just said, you know what, the hell with it. I'm just going to go home. I felt pretty sad. I felt depressed. Worst night before Halloween ever. I really felt down in the pooper, let me tell you. Well, I mentioned I had one costume for Halloween. That's not what I decided to go as at my work. The day of, the next day, I went as Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, RIP as well. Didn't win any part of the costume contest, but I was nonplussed giving what happened last night. So, a bunch of misconnections. I will talk about that in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. by Nature with OPP, the number six song on the Billboard Hot 100 for this week in 1991, playing us into the deep dive of that year. And what a year it was in the news. The biggest story of the year by far and away came just two and a half weeks into the 1991 with the beginning of Operation Desert Storm. Now, in the last episode, I already told you that Iraq had invaded Kuwait. Well, after some time, the United States had decided to join in the battle, and President George H.W. Bush, R.I.P., had this to say to the nation. Just two hours ago, Allied Air Forces began an attack on military targets in Iraq and Kuwait. These attacks continue as I speak. Ground forces are not engaged. This conflict started August 2nd, when the dictator of Iraq invaded a small and helpless neighbor. Kuwait, a member of the Arab League and a member of the United Nations, was crushed, its people brutalized. 
Five months ago, Saddam Hussein started this cruel war against Kuwait. Tonight, the battle has been joined. After a month or so, the U.S. and its allies were victorious. They got their Iraqi troops out of Kuwait, and I'm glad to report that nothing has happened in Iraq since then. So I wish. There was also news in the United States as well that uh, made the headlines. Rodney King beating in Los Angeles. All those uh, four guys who beat the black man. These four cops, and they would be later brought to trial. I'm not going to spoil the ending. You'll hear about that next year. There was also, weather-wise, The Perfect Storm in 1991. That was a movie about it. Uh, we really didn't feel the effects of it. I was eight or going on nine years old at the time, so I really didn't, really didn't know about it, to be honest with you. And you want to talk about wildfires in California in 2019? There was the Oakland Hills firestorm on October 20th of that year. A friend of mine from college who has long since departed this life, he had pictures, a picture taken while that was going on. You could just see the smoke and the haze nearby. Apart from the Gulf War, it was a massive year in, in the news for international relations as this year finally saw the end of the USSR. I had to suppress a burp there. I hope you didn't hear that, thankfully. There was a coup attempt on August 21st, my sister's birthday, by the way. There was an attempt to overthrow Mikhail Gorbachev, who opened the USSR to the West. You may recall the last episode, Pizza Hut made its way into the Soviet Union. Er, give me pepperoni pizza. What one with all topping? No extra cheese. This essentially brought the Cold War to an end. The Warsaw Pact, by the way, the Eastern Bloc also went away in 1991. And the slow trickle of Soviet Socialist Republic declaring independence from the mother country went to a near deluge as all these great republics were coming into the forefront here. Good evening. The red flag came down over the Kremlin tonight as President Gorbachev resigned and brought to an end seven decades of communist rule in the Soviet Union. Right to the last, Mr. Gorbachev said he was unhappy at the breakup of the country, but he pledged to do everything he could for the new Commonwealth of Independent Republics. The Russian president, Boris Yeltsin, now has his finger on the nuclear button. Compatriots, due to the situation which has evolved as a result of the formation of the Commonwealth of Independent States, I hereby discontinue my activities at the post of President of the USSR. The manner of his departure reflected the nature of his rule. The Kremlin, so long the forbidden city of the Soviet Empire, opened its doors to the world. Well, the Soviet Union wasn't the only place where there were a lot of breakups. The former Republic of Yugoslavia also started to split apart in 1991. Croatia, Slovenia became independent, Bosnia-Herzegovina. And there'd be some trouble stemming from that. Stay tuned to the next episode, 92. There was also trouble here on the home front. There was the beating of a truck driver named Rodney King by four L.A. cops. Also disasters of the nature variety. In the Philippines, Mount Pinatubo erupted on June 15th. That forced the closure of Clark Air Base in the Philippines. It's now a domestic airport, last I heard. There was also the perfect storm, which happened around Halloween of 91. I was like eight years old, but I didn't even know what that was going on. 
It was quite the event from what I told, and there was a movie that was made about starring George Clooney. The Oakland Hills Firestorm. I mention that because there is a classmate of mine from college who passed away at the beginning of this year. I remember seeing a picture of his on his Facebook feed, and you can see the smoke from the firestorm. But there was some good news as well. Aung San Suu Kyi won the Nobel Peace Prize. She was an activist in, well, it was Burma at the time, now Myanmar. She was still under house arrest, so she couldn't go to Sweden and claim the prize. But also, both the Koreas, North and South, joined the UN on September 17th. What took you so long? Don't answer that. Well, there are some births in 1991, moving on from in the news, and as the years go by, my voice broke, sorry. The years go by, there's going to be less and less of actual human births and probably births of, well, things, abstract concepts, etc., etc. So be on the lookout for that. Comedy Central was born in 1991. Well, it's the Comedy Channel. We wouldn't get for another another few years. And it, I got right in time for this little show called South Park and how big it was. It was massive right from the beginning. Trey Parker, Matt Stone got to see The Daily Show. Craig Kilborn and John Stewart. I'm, it's up past my bedtime now, so I've really watched with Trevor Noah. That was great. Travis Scott, R&B player. We're going back to people here. Uh, R&B singer, I should say. Shailene Woodley, actress. A.J. Mishalka, she's in the Goldberg spinoff called Schooled. Alongside Brian Callen and Tim Meadows. Khalil Mack, defensive end. Chicago Bears, ex of the Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. British pop star Ed Sheeran was born in 1991. They were among the luminaries who came into the world this year. But, as the saying goes, as there is birth, so should there also be death. And these are the luminaries who passed away in 1991. Michael Landon, star of Little House on the Prairie and Bonanza. Bill Graham, concert promoter. Tennessee Ernie Ford, 16 tons and what do you get? Fred McMurray, a great actor. My Three Sons and all those Disney movies in the 60s. Live action, not animated. Freddie Mercury, this one kind of hit me. I became aware of the AIDS epidemic in 1991. I also saw the quote, too. That was emotionally moving to a young Jason Bullitt. Freddie Mercury of the rock band Queen. That Bohemian Rhapsody movie came out late last year. Or was it early this year? I don't know. Part of my childhood took a hit, and everybody's for that matter, with the loss of Ted Geisel, known to you and I as Dr. Seuss. David Ruffin of The Temptations, great R&B singer. David Lean, legendary film director, Lawrence of Arabia. I remember watching that for part of my master's seat, not my master's, my uh, senior project at Castleton. Stan Getz, great trumpet player, worked with Oscar Gilberto, the girl from Ipanema. Miles Davis, legendary jazz musician, passed in 1991. Gene Roddenberry, the creator of the Star Trek TV series, helped spawn that and the culture behind it. Said to boldly go where no man's gone before. Well, he went to the heavens that he helped create. Red Fox, Sanford and something. You big dummy. He passed in 1991. Ralph Bellamy. He was an actor in one of, he had a supporting role in one of my favorite movies of all time, Trading Places. He played one of the Duke brothers. Klaus Kinski, German actor. Famous for his work with Werner Herzog. Burt Convey. I remember him as host of Win, Lose, or Draw. Lee Remick, great actress, passed in 91. Frank Capra, another legendary director. We're getting near Christmas time, so we're going to be seeing his magnum opus, It's a Wonderful Life, on television sometime soon. 
Rajiv Gandhi was assassinated in 91, part of the Gandhi clan, like the Kennedys of India. He had Mahatma Gandhi, then you had Indira Gandhi, then Rajiv also met the bullet, or knife or whatever. Paul Brown, legendary NFL coach. He helped innovate the little thing where you can communicate through the player's helmet. Innovator on that front. The world of music lost two legends, actually three of them. Steve Clark of Def Leppard. Steve Marriott of Small Faces. There was some guy named Rod Stewart who was in there. You may have heard of him. And there was a band called New York Dolls. Their frontman Johnny Thunders passed in 1991. And speaking of pop culture, we take it to sports now. There was an exciting World Series in 1991. The Minnesota Twins won their second World Series in franchise history and so far their last. With some late game heroics by the late Kirby Puckett. And they beat the Atlanta Braves four games to three with some dramatic moments. He courts it to left center and chased by Puckett. He caught it! Now here's a twist. You're going to hear the call of Kirby Puckett's Game 6 winning home run in Espanol. El pitcher buscando la sella. Dos bolas suele strike el conteo para Kirby. Viene para home. Mete un palo largo. La bola se va elevando. Se va. Se va. There were some noteworthy moments during the regular season of Major League Baseball. On May 1st, that was a great day in sports history. Personally, I received my yellow belt in karate from Fred Valari's karate studio in Saratoga, which I believe is where Ravenous is nowadays. But also on that day of somewhat lesser importance, Nolan Ryan threw his seventh and final career no-hitter. And then hours later, Ricky Henderson, or should I say hours earlier maybe, Ricky Henderson broke the all-time stolen base record held by Lou Brock. He stole his 909th base.
crowd starts coming a little bit here. Robinson with those pitches. Ricky's going. The throw is going. Number 938. They're going to take the base out there. Also on July 28th, the World Series champion Washington Nationals predecessor, the Montreal Expos, saw their pitcher Dennis Martinez, or one of their pitchers, Dennis Martinez, El Presidente, throw a perfect game against the LA Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. Moving on to other sports in the NFL, the New York Giants defeated the Buffalo Bills 20-19 when Bills kicker Scott Norwood's kick went wide right. Adam Lingner will snap it. It was the first of four consecutive Super Bowl appearances for the Buffalo Bills, and that was the most heartbreaking of them all. In the NBA, the Chicago Bulls began their 1990s dynasty by defeating the Los Angeles Lakers in that year's finals. Michael Jordan was on that team, you may have heard of him, and Scottie Pippen, you may have heard of him too. In the NHL, the Pittsburgh Penguins won their first ever Stanley Cup finals. It was split between the University of Miami and the University of Washington, for the NCAA college football title, while Duke won their first ever Final Four and launched Mike Krzyzewski into the stratosphere as an all-time great coach. Back to the pro game for just a second, there was a surprising bit of news that came out on November 7th of 1991 when Lakers center, or actually Lakers forward, Irvin Magic Johnson made a stunning announcement. First of all, let me say good, good after late afternoon. Um, because of uh, 
HIV virus that I have attained, uh, I will have to retire from the Lakers uh, today. Um, I just want to make clear, first of all, that I do not have the AIDS disease, because I know a lot of you want to know that, but the uh, HIV virus. Um, my wife is fine. She's negative, so no problem with her. Holly Sampson is waiting in the wings poised at this point, and we'll bring her on just as soon as we're done with this look back in 1991. We're going to finish with a look at entertainment. The best movie of 1990 given out at that year's Oscars, 1991, pronouns plural. Dances with Wolves won Best Picture. Controversial selection, won it over Goodfellas, which in my opinion was way the better movie. At least as far as quotations go. The top grossing movie at the box office, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Grossed north of $205 million in the United States while going over half a billion dollars worldwide. In terms of music at that year's Grammys, Quincy Jones got Best Album for Back on the Block. While the song you're hearing underneath, and that's going to play us into the Holly Sampson interview, Phil Collins, Another Day in Paradise. And it was certainly one of those for Holly Sampson. She's been living in paradise seemingly for the past week or so as the Washington Nationals won their first ever World Series, an exciting one. This was the first series where all seven games were won by the road team. Washington took it down the night before Halloween. And we're going to have the subtle tone to Phil Collins play into that segment right now. Enjoy. years, but uh, the past few years I've actually been a season ticket holder, so 
Um, yeah, so um, this year, you know, I, I travel for my job, so I don't get to games, you know, during the week usually, but I'm usually there on the weekends. Um, and it was, it was rough. There were a lot of, a lot of series where we just would lose every single game. Um, and I remember talking to uh, one of my one of my bosses about trades for you know new relievers and a new closer back in the spring. And he laughed at me, and he was like, "You're talking as if you're going to make it postseason." And I said to him, "I was like, there's a lot of baseball left." And he like laughed again. He's a Brewers fan. He's from Wisconsin. And he's like, okay, Holly. And he's like, we'll talk about it. Uh, he's like, we'll talk about it in September. And so, sure enough, uh, the wild card game was against the Bears. And so, I kindly reminded Steve of that conversation. And I was like, we're here now. <laughs> um, so, it's been, it's been awesome, you know. Um, I've been a big math fan since I moved to UC, uh, win or lose. And it's been really great to watch them. It's been a really great season. Um, definitely been the underdog. I don't think that anyone, any announcer, you know, outside of like the last season of post, but I don't think any announcer ever gave us a, a chance. You know, it was always like, oh, well, the Brewers are doing really well. Oh, well, the Dodgers, you know, had the best um, record in the NL, which they did. Um, you know, always St. Louis always gets us in postseason, which they had. And, you know, the Astros had the best record, one of the best records in baseball. So, and, you know, the AL is always dominating over the National League. Oh, yeah. No one ever really gave us a chance. But it was an amazing series to watch. I was fortunate enough to go to game three and game five at home. Um, oh, yeah. Even though we lost. Yeah, even though we lost. Um, but it was still an amazing experience to go to the World Series. I don't think a lot of people get to do that and actually support, you know, their their like their team in their hometown. And I live a block and a half away from the stadium as well. So, oh, yeah. you know, when Game Seven happened, um, I walked out and like the streets were crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll bet it was just like when the Caps won the Stanley Cup outside the Capital One Arena. We discussed this the last time you were on. Yeah. Uh, you weren't in town for that, but it was a wild scene. It was in a wild scene outside National Park in southeastern DC. It, uh, it was. Yeah, I was in New York for the Caps win, and I was actually supposed to be in Detroit. Um, for this past week, but as it happens, I was home and um, was fortunate enough to like be there for the for the craziness. Um, I don't think I slept until like three thirty or so because like, of all the screaming and the honking and everything in the neighborhood. Um, oh, people yeah. were going crazy, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Right, Detroit is where some of those uh, NAS pitchers came from. I believe uh, Max Scherzer started his career in Detroit. Then he came to Washington, and the Warrior God was at his best during the postseason. He su- he suffered that injury. Thought, oh, he's not going to pitch rest of this series, and somehow he came through. Yeah, um, you know the Tigers actually have Tigers actually have a lot of really good players. Um, oh yeah, Verlander. Also. Scherzer came from then. Verlander, right? We have Animal Sanchez, who also pitched for us. Um, he was our Hello, usually the fourth starter. Um, he also came from Detroit, and oh, so uh, watching the games in Detroit here as well. You know, a lot of uh, Tigers fans are good people, and um, they were definitely supporting Scherzer, and they were supporting Verlander, they were supporting Sanchez. So that was also really cool that 
you know, they were also supporting my team, but, you know, like their pictures, so to speak. So, yeah, and Scherzer's all, I don't buy sports jerseys usually, but um, I definitely bought Scherzer's shirt when he came to the Nats, and he's just been amazing. Uh, It was a really tough day on game five when you saw the congrats and Jerry Ross was going to start. And Joe Ross, you know, did the best he could, like, you know, and Jango me at Joe Ross for sure. But, uh-huh. you know, it all worked out in the end. He had him for being seven. So. Yeah, of course, you, <laughs> and of course, you started stepping your toes, but of course, you had that bullpen. And of course, I listened to the Tony Kornheiser show, and Tony Kornheiser always gets on the Nats for having that uh, rather shaky bullpen. But I tell you what, the bullpen <laughs> came through when it counted the most. Yeah, um, our bullpen is usually kind of terrible, um, and so there's a lot of anxiety when somebody comes up and you don't know. You don't know if Rainey's going to have a good day, or you don't know Rodney's going to have a good day, or literally any of the little, um, but they all managed to make it work, and and Hudson came through in the end again, so he had a really great series against Dodgers uh, and St. Louis, and obviously against the Astros, so um, it's really, like, a lot of fun to watch, a lot of late nights, <laughs> a lot of reading like, oh, yeah, at the TV, <laughs> a lot of beers, yeah, but definitely, definitely fun, definitely well with it. I'm glad you beat a team like the Astros, because obviously they had to beat my, you know, my club's the New York Yankees, the Astros beat them in six games, and it wasn't for Jose Altuve in that home run in game six of the NLCS. <laughs> oh, it should have been a Yankees-Washington World Series. Well, that's a funny. It's a funny thing um, because DC fans are trying to choose, like, do you want the Astros to win or do you want the Yankees fans? And at the end of the day, you know, the Astros are a better team than the Yankees. Sorry, but they were. And um, so it's like, do you want to play a better team or do you want to deal with the Yankees fans? And I think everybody was secretly hoping for Texas. Okay. <laughs> Because well, no one wanted to deal with Yankees fans, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, well, I'm not as braggadocious as they come, you'll be glad to know. All right, well, one last question, and then it's a, a late night here. We'll record us about 10 minutes past, no, 10 minutes before 10 Eastern time, and both of us have to go to bed here pretty shortly. And were you at the parade on Saturday when the Nationals came down part of D.C.? They went down Pennsylvania Avenue, or they went down one of the past the National Mall? Uh. They went down Constitution and Pennsylvania. Oh, Constitution and. Um, well, they went down both. But, uh, okay. yes, I was, yeah. Um, yes, I was there, obviously, in full mass gear. And that was uh, that was a really good time. Um, I didn't even know how many people showed up for that. But um, there's one thing that D.C. loves. It's a good reason to party in the streets and drink in the streets. So, you know, mm-hmm. everybody was out there, and everyone was having a good time. The Bud Light guy was there, yeah, <laughs> um, who lives in my neighborhood. Yeah, um, no, it was it was a great day. It's like, uh, and like the players were so excited. So everyone was throwing beers back and forth to the players. Um, obviously, Scherzer had like his fake, you know, WWF belt. Oh yeah, he had um, WWE title belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a little and uh, yeah. And uh, Zim had, you know, uh, the trophy. He was hanging out with Rizzo, who was on the street for me. So um, it was just a really cool time. And it's like, there's not a lot of, DC doesn't get a lot of uh, really 
good things about it, you know, because people don't understand that there's people that live there. Uh, it's not all about politics, you know. All these things, actually, none of them come from DC. But um, so it's nice to have something really positive for people to say about the city for once. So, well, there you go right there. Sports is like yeah. the last bit of civic pride there is. Yeah. So we got that going in D.C. between the Nets this year and, of course, last summer with the Caps winning the Stanley Cup. And um, the Mystics are the oh, NBA. He won their title, too. Yeah. The ladies won. Yeah. So D.C. is riding a championship high right now. Not the Redskins, but everybody. Well, NFL, not so much. <laughs> everything else, everything's just been coming up uh, aces. <laughs> yeah, well, the Redskins can continue to lose because I'm still a Giants fan, so no one cares about them. But, yeah, you're right. But anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, Holly, it's been great talking to you again, however brief this was. I'll let you get back to your life. I'll get back to my life and thus to bed. So thanks for talking again on the podcast. We hope to do this again one more time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Congrats to the NAS once again. Thanks again. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye-bye. And that'll do it for this episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I want to thank Holly Sampson once again for taking time out of her evening to talk with us about the Washington Nationals winning their first ever World Series. Congratulations to all Bulletheads in the DMV. That's shorthand for the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. We came close to having a delayed episode because my dad was sick, that I had work commitments. It's just been a crazy busy week on all fronts. No Super 6 pigskin picks this week. That's the reason why. I just told you. And also a quick intro here is I have to get my ass off to work again. So I do want to say in closing, thank you so much for listening. I never take the audience for granted. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Himalaya, TuneIn, wherever you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, you know the drill. Five-star review, good write-up. Certainly helps me out. So with that out the way, I thank you for listening. I hope you have a great weekend wherever you are. A happy Veterans Day. Remember those who served in combat for the good old United States of America. I'll talk to you next time out, whenever that may be. Don't know what we have planned for Thanksgiving, but we'll be out in time for that. Don't worry. So as always and above all else, suppress the perp. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog. <laughs>